I'm back again. You talked about Course Careers Technology Sales Course and what it did to change my life. Wait, there's more. Not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well. Now there's human resources, customer success, UI UX. And did I even mention that there also is software development as well? Front end, back end, and DevOps? Listen, this is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead and click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me if you click that link. And I hope to see you on the other side. Hey, I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend, someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learnful is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code Joseph150 to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, family. It's another edition of Tech Niche Tips here on a Saturday. And like I always say, I have another one for you. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm really excited about this guest. This is somebody that I personally know. But like always, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And really what I want to say thank you before I bring on our next guest is because you as a community family, y'all have been great. Y'all have honestly have been great. And we have been moving and grooving. I literally started this this podcast, this show, whichever, whatever you want to call it. I started pretty much, I would probably say January, January of this year. And I really wanted this to say the growth that we have seen has been amazing. It has actually been something that has really kind of been encouraging for me to see everybody that has, you know, we've got over a thousand subscribers, close to 1500. And uh, for little old me, just kind of sharing stories of people that have been able to get into this space. It has truly been an encouraging thing for me. So with that being said, I just want to really kind of thank you. Uh, also, thank you to our sponsors. That was a Course Careers, of course, that came up first there. Uh, I want to thank Course Careers for sponsoring this live stream as well as Learnful. So if you are interested in, in being in sales engineering, account executing, executive, if you want to do a SOC analyst or being cybersecurity or any of those fun stuff, definitely reach out to me. Now, if you like this show, <laughs> which I hope you do, go ahead and it's saying on the bottom right there, like, comment, and subscribe. We want to definitely have you join us. And if you have been watching this for a while, you know that when the time comes, we're going to be moving over to the YouTube side for Q&A with our guests. So I definitely want you to be ready for that. I'm going to go to the comment section real quick here because I have the faithful, the proud, the few. What up, Operation Tech Takeover? Peace and blessings, family, my guys together on one stream. This is going to be crazy. I know. Let me grab the popcorn and my notebook for some notes. Absolutely. And then we have um, happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there. Absolutely happy to Veterans Day to all the vets. Uh, I know Veterans Day was yesterday, but we still want to celebrate you this weekend and say thank you. Uh, I know my brother and sisters both served in the Air Force and in the Army. So Definitely. Thank you for that. And don't forget, don't forget to like and share when you come in. I appreciate that. Mitch, Mitch is up down. These guys are together right now saying, what up, guys? What up? What up? What up? Yeah, we are here. 
And yes, like, comment, and subscribe because there's going to be a lot of good information here. And remember, the Q&A is going to be reserved for those that choose to join us on the other side, right? And the other side being that side on the YouTube side. So definitely go ahead and comment. And also, if you have any questions, feel free to put it in the chat. Even though we're going to YouTube, we'll we'll respond to those questions, but you'll see the results or the answers to those questions on the YouTube side. If you're also on YouTube, last thing before we get into the show, if you're also on YouTube, keep in mind that you can also call into the show. That's right. So you can call into the show and share your thoughts, what was being said, and the link will be right there. I'm going to actually pin it to on YouTube. I'm going to pin the link so that way you could be able to see exactly where that call in link is so you can call into the show uh you don't have to have your camera on <laughs> you don't have to show your face but you can definitely call into the show and be able to share your thoughts about what is being said so right now with that being said i'm going i'm excited as i said before i'm excited to bring up our guest today and i have none other than scott scott is in the building hey scott how are you doing i'm doing pretty good can't complain <laughs> i'm on your show so i mean things are looking up <laughs> no scott uh, we are on your show. <laughs> like you, you've you've honestly been uh, helpful to so many people. Not asking for anything in return, except for them to actually do the work, uh, and that's why I named it "Do the Job to Get the Job" uh, in yep. that thumbnail because that's what you say. Uh, I've heard you say it most. Uh, I've heard other people say it as well, but you definitely have said that. So, so Scott, we're going to have a good time today. Uh, and like I said earlier, go ahead and share this, especially if you find a nugget. That makes you want to slap something <laughs> go ahead and share this stream with others all right so very excited for that as well and then uh scott and mitch in the house that's right scott and mitch is in the house all right so with that being said people want to know who are we speaking to today so scott can you kind of give a rundown of who you are um and what you even even a little bit about your history then we'll go dive deeper into that as yeah. we continue the conversation well, be careful. I'm a salesperson, so I could probably like talk your ear off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been in tech sales. I don't even know too long, uh, t going on 12, 14 years. I transitioned from mortgages actually when I got out of college and uh, right in the 2008 meltdown. And being able to make cold calls was really what uh, got me into tech in addition to probably doing over 20 hours of preparation uh, for my first role. My first role I applied for, I got. Um, it was definitely kind of a turbulent um, way to get a role and some some interesting stories that came out of that. But, you know, I've consistently just, you know, worked in tech sales, good, bad and ugly. You know, it's not necessarily an easy industry to necessarily be in, just like, you know, with mortgages or finance. There's the highs and lows like we see right now. You know, money's expensive. A lot of companies are, you know, closing or not hitting numbers. So this isn't my first rodeo. You know, this is probably the second, third time. I've been through a slowdown in tech. Um, I wasn't in tech in kind of the 2000 bubble, you know, implosion of the first kind of real tech. Um, but I've been kind of attached my, you know, uh, career to that because that's really all I'm good at, I guess. I don't know. Um, I've never had the problem of being the smartest person in the room. Um, you know, I just work hard, try to work smart. And, you know, being in tech sales, it's been an evolution for sure. Um you know, I feel very lucky and why I give back because my mentor, when I was at kind of the bottom of a horseshoe in my career, where I even thought of washing out of tech sales because mm. I had some failures back to back um, and was thinking about, you know, what else can I do? But, you know, make this kind of money uh, without a degree. 
So I was kind of stuck, but he called me and said, Hey, you know, I'm on a rocket ship. You got to get over here. I was mm. at a polar company where I wasn't necessarily having a ton of success. And then I went over there as kind of a more senior inside person, got that role. And then right before pre COVID, um, I got lateraled or promoted into a customer success role where I then closed $10 million with companies like Regeneron. Um, and so that was kind of my pivotal moment in tech sales where I wasn't faking it till you make it. Um, my mentor, who I was very lucky to work with, was a top producer for seven quarters in a row. And he always likes to say that, you know, he W2 like $992,000 in one year. Uh, wait a second. That's yeah. the biggest I've ever heard so far. Yeah. So, so I felt very lucky because I got to basically ride shotgun with him in his sales cycles and processes. I'd worked with him at another company. Um, I didn't work with him on this vertical. We were going to align actually. And then some stuff happened and I left that company, but he always knew I was good at prospecting. Um, and I just felt very blessed and lucky that, you know, we kept in touch and it's kind of funny how you find a mentor in tech sales, right? Like, you know, it's kind of earned, you have to put in the work, you have to become kind of a known quantity inside of a company because you know all, all top producers are you know most sellers they want somebody who can generate pipeline for them right because mm -hmm. if they close so that was kind of you know the agreement we always had um and just felt blessed that he brought me in at a time where you know uh things could have gone a completely different way i mean honestly i don't know how my life would have turned out if maybe i had rung the bell and kind of you know stepped out of that role and he's big on philanthropy um and he basically, uh, you know, he was studying to be a, a pastor actually post when he was going to retire. Um, and he got back into the game with his own company and stuff. But, um, you know, he, he donates a, a big percentage of his income to help people as a single provider in the Bay Area. That's kind of hard for me to do. But what I figured out, I've always wanted to help people. And I like it sounds kind of um, maybe silly or crazy, but. I always wanted to be like a motivational speaker. I don't know what that was, but I don't know if you've heard of, you know, Les Brown or yeah. there's a bunch of other, you know, Tony Robbins, but I, Les Brown, I think I really like his style and, you know, his message to people, but I always thought, you know, my life's not that interesting. I mean, if you've ever known Les's story, it's, it's like a pretty amazing yeah. story. And so I thought, you know, how can I help people? And then I saw all these content uh, creator sales, you know, influencers, whatever you want to call them on LinkedIn. And I started kind of seeing how they were creating an audience and posting. And I thought, you know, I'm blessed in my career. You know, I could probably make some money on the side with this, but, um, you know, I'm successful enough in my own role and career now that I don't necessarily need side income. So like, how can I help people? And the answer to that was help people break into tech sales. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I kind of started just doing it late nights, uh, reaching out to people, you know, people probably think I'm, I'm, I was crazy, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to help people break into tech sales. And, and one of my first students, who unfortunately I don't think had transitioned yet, but he was just a motivator for me. He worked for UPS and it's a tough job. And, you know, and that's why I made a lot of videos uh, on Vidyard, like with my experience, because he would like listen to them while he's driving around and delivering packages and like wow. hundred degree heat. Um, and he was always like, Hey man, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the support and, you know, it's not easy to break in. So I totally get it. And, you know, I, I hope at some point maybe he will be able to continue, but that was kind of that first person that was really like, yeah, Hey, I could use some help. And, and, and so I was like, well, let me help you. Right. And so my thing was like, let me impart what took me, you know, 12 years of banging my head into a wall to figure out. Um, and, you know, candidly, and I don't try to say this like, you know, um, in, in like a, 
uh, bragging or anything, but the breaking in the part is the easy part, honestly. Mm. Uh, for a lot of people on the other side of the fence who's never been in sales or tech sales, but I can pull you over, right? Like I can get you enough tools and skill sets and the right things to say to get you in. Staying in is another, a whole nother thing, right? Ooh, but to get you it. in, I can, I can give you a hand up and pull you over, right? Um, and then what's exciting too is having been doing this for over a year now is a lot of people that I help get in, I'm, I'm seeing their career growth and progression. Like a lot of people yeah. are now going from, uh, you know, like SDR to account executive. Um, or I'm helping a lot of SDRs uh, or account executives go get a $30,000, $40,000 raise um, mm -hmm. by, by kind of the process and the system that we use. Because what I always talk about is I've been around sales leaders way too long. Almost <laughs> um, 20 years, I counted. Almost, yeah. almost 20 years. <laughs> well, in Not tech, more. probably 12 or 14 or something. I mean, yeah, mortgages, yeah. I mean, if you count my whole career. But, you know, uh, sales leaders have a certain persona, right? And so I always talk about, they're kind of like a tiger. A tiger sees a gazelle. They want to mm. eat the gazelles in their DNA. Sales leader sees a certain persona of a person who's like proactive, right? Or doing certain things. Their, their brain just clicks where they're like, I want that person, right? Uh, yeah. To work for me. And that's the beauty of this is that, you know, if you do three, five, 10 things that I coach you on or tips and tricks, tools that I give you, your odds of getting hired are much higher because what I've seen a lot of people coming from other boot camps and stuff, and they're all great, I think, to some degree, mm -hmm. because they're giving people foundational success or things that they didn't know. Um, but I'm kind of like that next level. That's why I called it elite. And it's really not me yeah. that's elite. It's my my mentor who taught me all these things, um, who, you know, I think like originally his son didn't get into sales. He eventually got into sales. But, you know, part of his thing is he wanted to pass on some of his, you know, skill set. And so through me, I've been blessed that, you know, I think I've with my cohort trainings, I've probably coached over 250 people. You know, Joseph, I think you joined a couple of my yeah. my classes. And, you know, I think I've helped get over 50 people hired um, and just some really uh, inspirational stories. Um, you know, my favorite or kind of a sad one a little bit, uh, you know, but there was a gentleman that I was working with. He was at a one of these, um, you know, revenue communities and trying to break into tech and he, he wasn't getting the support. And then his dad passed away a mm. week before, uh, and we, wow. before we connected and he was thinking, I'm going to wash out. I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, he had, he had some like cell phone sales experience and somehow we just connected. I don't remember if I reached out to him or he reached out to me on LinkedIn, but you know, I talked to him and he was kind of just like in a bad place. And I was like, Hey man, I'm going to do my best to try to help you be successful. Right. And so he, he was applying for some roles, got denied, was really, you know, kind of down and out. And then he got this role where it was a, it was a cold call heavy role play. And so we worked on the cold call script and, and the role plays and, and going back and forth. And I kind of built my own system and framework. And it's a, it's a great story uh, or once again, sad story, but uh, you know, like the, the, the Monday that he had the interview, on Friday night, I believe his mom uh, fell and broke her hip. And so he was in the hospital. Oh, no. And so I did some additional preparation uh, to help him. Yeah. So Monday, he goes and does the phone interview, kills it. Uh, Wednesday, does a pa panel interview, and they hire him on the spot. And so wow. like, that was my first taste of like, you know, wow, like I can really make an impact in somebody's life. Um, 
and it didn't cost me anything. I didn't charge them anything. And like, there's something here. This is a nugget where, um, you know, and excuse me, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I might tear up. Or I was talking to him the other day because yeah. I'm going for AE, but like, that's where I was like, there's something here, right? Like, and, yeah. and I don't like to talk about, you know, like divine providence or so I was, there's another guy I was, I was coaching or just started coaching, but he's like, he's like, I don't believe in coincidences, you know, cause like the timing on this, uh, is, is, is really good. And so that's for me. And I have like a lot of stories like that. Yeah. And that's for me where I was like, okay, like proofs in the pudding. Like if I can help mm. somebody not only like mentally clear out, you know, some bad stuff that's happened, but also, yeah. you know, what I find is most people need either like just some positive words and support. Uh, like I always like to say that, um, I want to be the sales manager I never had or the sales mm. manager I never had yeah. because, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, Hey, I need to hit a number. And, and so I'm, you know, like, I'm going to lay you off or riff you or pip you. If yeah. you don't, I'm like, Hey, I'm here to support you and make you successful. And I'm gonna give you all the tools. And as long wow. yeah. And that's why I feel like it's a, it's, you know, I, I, I always have like an internal struggle with this. Cause like when I say my students or, you know, I'm helping people like it's a, it's 50, 50, because a lot of people, you got to work, you got to work hard, right? You got to put the work in. Very. Uh, if you don't put the work in it, you know, the tools help, but so, you know, a lot of people, they own their success, but I do also know that, you know, giving them these tools or their success, like there's yeah. one, guy I, I wasn't really coaching. He was coming in on my cohorts mm -hmm. more person. So he got laid off or fired, uh, like wow. on his birthday. And he had been in my cohort. It was and it was during the holidays. It was during like November, December. And um, personally, like I would have just been on the couch and been like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm done." And <laughs> you know, this sucks. And 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 I talked to him. I had a sales manager many years ago where he talked about, you know, sales is hard, right? Like it's not easy. You have, you know, like I have a, a one year old son. You know, Joseph, you have six kids. Like stuff yeah. happens in life. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. you don't feel like making cold calls. Sometimes you don't feel like doing a demo or you're not your best. But my manager had this thing where he's like, just take your head trash and clear it out. Just take it, put it in a bag, throw it out the window, right? When you're getting ready mm. for like a demo. And so oh, I God. carried that with me and I was talking to him about that. And I said, hey, look, man, just I was like, you're a tenured sales prof professional. It sucks. We've been doing this a long time. We know how this goes. Yeah. Take the head trash, throw it out. And like that was transformational for him. I didn't know that at the time that helped him as much as it did because he was a tenure, probably more tenured and senior than me. So I was like, who am I to like, you know, coach this guy or give him, but, um, in kind of the, some of the cohort trainings that he joined, he was like, Oh yeah, no, Scott totally helped me. And I was like, Oh, that's, I appreciate hey, it. You're like, wait a second. I, I helped you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty. I mean, I, sometimes yeah. I don't know, but then I find out sometimes or what, the, what I love getting is like a DM and they're like, I got hired or yeah. I get shouted out and, and he got a $35,000 raise. Uh, I think you posted about that recently. Is it one of the yeah, yeah. ones you posted about? Yeah. Wow. Started a new job, better company, you know? So like, that's where I figured out. I was like, you know what, if I can do it with people who are no experience and pull them across. And, and now what I'm seeing with the economy kind of slowing down a little bit is that people are starting to reach out to me. I have a guy I'm working with. He was a top producer at his last company mm. and he's struggling to get hired. Right. So it's like, yeah. there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, there's a lot of stress testing by companies, you know, hiring new talent, yeah. uh, looking for, you know, kind of the perfect candidate. Um, and so, uh, but I, you know, I've always said, even when I was coaching people, I saw this coming, right? Like when, when Facebook was laying off 10,000 people or Amazon, 
it's like, okay, you know, things are getting a little ugly because when the big guys start doing these things, usually the smaller companies kind of follow suit or it's, it's, it's not, it's the canary in the coal mine. It's not a great indicator. And so I started to build things that I was, would hope could help people regardless of where they're at. Like I said, it's a little bit easier to get somebody to break in, but now it's harder too, because, you know, people want to hire more senior or experienced people, right. Um, Across the board. And so if you're entry level or you're coming out of a boot camp, that, that bar is a little bit higher or harder but a store, I always love to share real world examples. So like mm-hmm. I helped to get hired at a company called fourth and their sales yeah. leader, their SDR uh, sales leader posted something on LinkedIn the other day where they had a senior enterprise team lead role. And so they had over a hundred people apply for this role and um, they didn't put any instructions. Sometimes pump companies will put instructions in which, you know, you want to follow. Um, but the, the, the sales leader, Jack Knight was talking, he did a post on LinkedIn. So, and I'll, I'll throw this to you, Joseph, because I think yeah. you participated, but so how many people do you think reached out to that sales leader, um, with a multi-channel touch or multi-touch approach? you the person that you coached. <laughs> well, no, I didn't, I, I didn't actually, I didn't have any interaction with this, uh, process, but, um, just take a guess of how many people. For a multi-channel reached- approach nowadays? maybe 15, maybe. Okay. So you're, so, so, and this is why I say the bar's never been lower. So they had over a hundred people apply. This is a senior role. So probably two, three, five years experience. Only one person reached out to the hiring manager and Mm. sent them an email, a LinkedIn connection request and cold called them. So what I always talk about is there's a difference between applying for a job and there's a difference between competing for a job. And so my guess is Mm. I was, Ooh, say that again for those in the back, Scott. Say that one more time. Well, that's just like my do the job to get the job. So there's a difference yeah. because what I what I saw a lot of people, I even had a woman come into my cohorts where she'd been in CS and account executive for multiple years. And, and she was like, I've never heard any of this stuff. And so she's like, I'm having trouble getting hired because I, I'm applying for jobs on LinkedIn. And, yeah. you know, if you're an engineer or marketing or HR, it may not be appropriate to like cold call your boss or your hiring manager, but yeah. in tech sales, that is your job, right? And so what better way to showcase your skill set than to cold call the sales leader and pitch them? Um, why I love working with uh, my students is because I have a lot of tips and tricks, but then my bag or my toolbox gets bigger when I work with people or, you know, like, yeah. like I said, I've never had the problem <clears throat> being the smartest person in the room. So this one guy I was coaching, he was trying to get into HubSpot and they had over like 3000 applicants for this job. Right. And this guy's mm-hmm. like just a beast. Like he was working his ass off to get the job, wow. but he was cold calling the lead, the, the team leads and sales leaders. And then he was saying, Hey, let's do a cold call role play. Right. Like, so like how many SDRs are cold calling the sales leader? Very few. And then how many are like, Hey, I got you on the phone. Like let's do a cold call role play. Like that takes a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. And if you want to talk about separating yourself from your competition, and that's what it's all about. Like if you execute an elite level sales cycle of yourself to your new company um, from open to close, which is what I basically coach and teach people, then your chances of getting hired are much higher because they cannot hire you. It's it's a no brainer, right? It's like this person has executed flawlessly. And especially if you're inexperienced. Like, you know, we, we talked about the 30, 60, 90 day plan when we're, when we're uh, warming, this, up, yeah. warming up a little bit. And I had, a, I had a gentleman I coached 
he was a building maintenance engineer, no experience in, in sales. Ooh. And he applied for a, uh, it was a healthcare BDR role and the sales leader pulled him apart or, you know, or pulled him in one time or told him post interview. He's like, dude, you know, we had over a hundred people apply for this role. It was, you know, we were asking for two to three years. You're the only person that brought a 30, 60, 90 day plan. Right. So, yeah. So these things that you do, they add up incrementally. I saw a poor girl. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Hold on. Can we see here? So she yeah. was posting on, she went to a job interview, didn't bring a pen and they told her, Hey, we liked you. You're great. We you didn't bring a pen to an interview. Seems like kind of a, a horrible thing. But like when I used pre COVID, you know, on site, I would bring a pen, a notepad, three copies of my resume, you know, have a printed 30, 60, 90 day plan, you know, in, mm. in cover with like a, you know, like a laminated folder, maybe wow. bring two of those, you know, so I could share one. Uh, my, my last role I was getting, uh, my C the CRO, that was the last step really to interview for the company. And so, you know, I had an internal referral. That's where my mentor brought me in. And so I had my presentation. I was kind of, you know, I was kind of like show it her. And so he, he, he gets up, you know, I thought it went pretty well and he goes, can I have this? Then talking about the, my, my little territory plan. And I was like, Ooh, you know, it costs 40 tempting. bucks, it costs 40 bucks to make these things. Right. Or I was yeah. probably now with inflation and everything, but I, I kind of looked at him. I was like, well, you know, you can have it if you hire me. And he kind of just slid it off the table and took it and walked out the room. And so what? <laughs> so, you know, the disrespect. <laughs> I, I looked at that as a sign of like, you know, we had a social contract, right? You, you took the, you took the deck, right? So, um, you know, Oh, I, I see what you say. Okay. I went oh. through the whole process and I still had to do this crazy demo where I record, I had to record myself. I still have a video from my phone. I moved to my computer, but yeah, I practiced this thing until my voice was like hoarse wow. and I got the job though, because it was a very serious, like enterprise, demo presentation and like i put hours and see that's the thing is a lot of people don't see the preparation that yes. goes into being successful in a role i gotta put i gotta pause you here preparation we're gonna talk about that but listen y'all <laughs> notice i didn't really i didn't i didn't interrupt scott that much at all because he is on a roll please like comment and share this with somebody right now who you know is really looking for a way to break into tech or even to scale from here because scott's gonna talk about preparation y'all you okay? I have my pen. I have a, my pen in my hand. <laughs> I have my book in my hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, preparation, go. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing I talk to people about is, and it seems kind, of, and I learned these things from doing. But like one student I was coaching, he had two different job opportunities where they wanted him to do a four email sequence to get to mm. the next step. And both those jobs he didn't get, we got through that round, uh, which I helped him with, but I got the idea. I was like, you know what, if he, I was like, man, first of all, it is tough out here on the streets. Like they're asking you to write a four email sequence to get an SDR job. Like that's wow. crazy. Um, so my thought process was like, uh, it, I took a training called force management when I was at a company, it was, it was a, you know, a six figure investment by my company, but they talk about landmines and required capabilities. So if you know, for example, like, somebody's gonna say, Oh, you're inexperienced. What do you do to preempt that? Right? So if somebody if you know that now, because I didn't know that I hadn't interviewed for a role in a long time, I've been blessed yeah. two different roles to be kind of internally referred. But I was like, well, okay, if, if this is the level of execution that people are wanting, let's show up to the interview with with an email script or a, a, a template, right? And so we preempt that. 
And then they might even skip you because sales is all about reducing friction and accelerating a sales cycle, right? So especially yeah. competing against people. Um, and this gentleman, it's actually, you know, I've helped a few people with like criminal records who were having struggle um, mm. with a whole nother layer or barrier. And, and that's a whole separate sales cycle, but you, you, you have to execute at a level that is flawless because you have to leave no doubt in their mind. And so my idea was like, Hey, let's, you know, instead of now getting to step number three and we got to write this, uh, email templates, let's just show up with an email template and let's use that as an opportunity to, um, to wow people. Right. And so that's, that's really what I coach people on is use the tools that I give you to wow people. So literally at the end of an interview cycle, which mostly for an SDR AE role is probably three hours in total, right? If you think about it, talking to the recruiter for half an hour to 45 minutes, talking to SDR manager, maybe talking to a VP of sales, maybe talking to a CRO, uh, maybe talking to a BDR two on the team. I mean, what, how many hours is that? Half an hour per person, 45 minutes, maybe an hour if you're lucky, if you have a good conversation. It adds up. It adds up. Yep. But every time and every step, in that process, you're going to be proactive. You're preempting any potential steps. You're adding massive value. So, for example, one thing I talk about, and I know Course Careers talks about this, but you know, if you have no experience, um, you know, knowing how to use a platform like Apollo is really powerful, right? Because that 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 might be a disqualification. Oh well, you don't know how to use a sales engagement platform, right? So, you know, sorry. We love your energy, and and we want some you know diverse. Uh, backgrounds in our in our organization but knowing how to use a sales engagement platform is a must have right and then you bust out and you're like oh well hey i brought a list of leads that i built from apollo based on your tam or your icp the the guy i was coaching uh that had some struggles um we gave him a list uh, or i helped build them a list from my own license of apollo with um with their they it had a very identifiable tam or icp so it was vps of marketing at tech companies so I built him a list of that and he goes into the interview and, and he brings it up and shows it to the sales leader. And the guy was like, in 10 years in my career plus, I've never had anybody show up to an interview with a, an actual list of leads. Right. So mm. once again, like forget the pen and paper. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, a minimum requirement, but yes, let's, let's execute at a level that, because the thing is, you know, they're not hiring you to hire you. They're not hiring you. Uh, for any other reason except to make money or to make hit them, them money. right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you show them that you're the person that regardless of your background or experience, like what I always tell people is like that example with Jack Knight is, you know, there's a lot of people out there with two, three, five years experience and they're like, oh, I have Salesforce on my resume or HubSpot or whatever. And so they don't compete as hard, right? So you can, you can go win and compete against those people because oftentimes people are lazy or they just don't know what to do. And so if you're inexperienced doing these things, it makes you look really good. Um, and, you know, I've had people give me feedback where like they're talking to a recruiter or a sales leader and they're like, where did you learn this? Like, how did you, you know, like uh, I always talk about overcoming the objections and closing for a next step in yeah. your process. And I, the guy who unfortunately didn't make it in, but he, he did, he over, he over, a recruiter tried to shut him down on, we'll get back to you. Right. I was coach people on, you know, set the next step, use your calendar, ask multiple times. And she basically had to say like, Hey, you know, stop. Okay. I get it. You're doing a great job. But like, where did you learn that? Right. And so like, that's the goal is you want them to get to the point where like, if you're, if you have five or 10 years of sales experience, 
and you're competing for a six-figure role, it's kind of almost expected to some degree that you're going to have some of these tips and tricks. But if you're like an entry-level SDR, it's going to be very uh, piquing their interest to be like, what, like, man, your boot camp and your mentor, like I always used to tell people, you know, tell, tell people you pay me. I don't care. Like it's no sweat off my back. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I invest X amount of dollars in my, in this crazy coaching guy who does, you know, does it for free, but like, you know, yeah. they don't know. Cause now you sound like you're coachable and you're putting skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and then they're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense where you're getting some of this stuff because like what, you know, and also, I mean, I've worked with some people, there's a gentleman that was very self-motivated. He bought, you know, basically like a lead gen agency, playbook from this guy in Finland or something that does like outbound agency. And he built his own tech stack. And that's what I was coaching people. And that's why I like about course careers too, because they talk about using Apollo, which is really important. But this guy like built his own domain, wow. um, got Apollo and was like emailing sales leaders and all this stuff. And it's like, before I even talked to this guy, and that's what I was coaching people on. And I was like, this guy's like a phenom. Like, this is amazing that yeah. somebody is so self-motivated that, and that's, and that's what I see like most successful people and like yourself, like you showed up, I think to multiple cohorts, you know, it's just being self-motivated to do the work that most people aren't willing to do because yeah, t- especially right now, tech sales is not easy to get into, to stay into, to get rehired. And, you know, that's, what's really like, uh, cool for me now is I'm starting to now see like more senior people uh, for an unfortunate reason, right? Like it's very challenging. Um, but it's exciting for me to, to say people going like, Hey, yeah, can you mentor me or can you coach me? Uh, you know, that was very flattering when it was people trying to break in, but now that it's like more senior people, I'm like, this is pretty cool that, um, they see something. And then what's even, I think cooler is proofs in the pudding, right? Over 50 people hired, you know, getting people 15, $20,000 raises, uh, 20, 30,000, $40,000 raises, um, and it's, you know, like it's undeniable that it, it works. So, yeah, it works. And let me, let me just pause you uh, right there. I know that you, you took a pause, get that water and, and, or coffee. Uh, and, and I wanted to say this to the audience because I'm not too sure if they caught this, but those 50 people that, and, he, and yeah, you alluded to it earlier too, those 50 people that you brought in, they, they were not people that were like, I'm going to pay you whatever you, from the kindness of your heart you decided to say, you know what, I want to give back. And this is the way I'm going to give back. I'm offering free coaching to these individuals. If they choose to don't, they could say to their recruiter, hey, I paid this person just to show they put skin in the game. But I really did this from the kindness of my heart because I want to give back to a community. And I want people, uh, we're going to go into the Q&A portion right now. So y'all get ready. You can see in the ticket below. To, if you want to be part of that Q&A, you have to come to the YouTube side. That's youtube.com forward slash at tips. Uh, that's youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips if you want to go ahead and join the Q&A. Um, now, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm going to ask a question to him. I don't want you to answer right now. We're going to go to one of our sponsors here, but I want to, and this is going to be the kickoff of the Q&A. So if you're on LinkedIn, go to youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips. It's at the bottom right there. You can subscribe to the channel as well, but youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips because we're gonna go into the q a write your comments down right now you could jo- join that side and actually call in to actually say your thoughts and questions but i really want to be able to just highlight the fact that scott has taken time for uh, how many years have you been doing this do you know like two years three years about a year give or take yeah, a little bit it was kind of funny a I was- year wow 
I well, it's kind of funny because like a couple jobs ago, I was I've I've done consulting and just kind of ad hoc, like I wasn't getting hired. But there was a guy that reconnected with me, and I was trying to pull him in as kind of like a commission only, uh, you know, for my consulting, which never really got off the ground at that point. I had done it before, but I had helped. I coached him. It was kind of funny because we re- re- reconnected, and um, he he said no because I, I was like, well, you know, I felt bad because I was trying to get you to you know come do this commission only thing, but he was like, no, you really helped me when I was in my job search. So mm. it actually goes back to like 2017 that I kind of wow. did it maybe more selfishly or accidentally. Um, but I'm recent, I'm starting to coach him again, which is a little bit more senior SDR. Um, and so I think I was like, Oh, I totally forgot. And thank you for letting me know that. Cause I didn't know that that was the impact that I had, but yeah, just the total free coaching and helping people with the cohort trainings and, and the free one-on-ones. I was, the reason I switched to cohort is that I was doing so much one-on-ones after hours that it just got to a point where I was like, I can't sustain like the one-to-one and and generally that's where people win better when you have like me yeah. one-to-one and I can get deeper. But I was like, how can I help more people or at least get more people that I know self-identify as self-motivated so that I can do the one-on-one to have more impact. And so that's where the cohort kind of training came in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my goal is moving forward. I mean, hell, hell or high water, like I'm going to do this till the day I die because it, yeah. for me, it's what I, have found like tech sales is great. It's good money. I don't know f- how fulfilling it is, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's cool to build <laughs> and make good money and be yeah. financially secure, but you know, everybody has their thing. They do. I used to play video games. I used to be really good at modern warfare, uh, mm. you know, uh, COD, all that stuff. But now it's like, instead of playing video games, I help people change their lives. And my, my saying that mm. I really like, I help, I help people become their own engine of economic success. And I don't know any Ooh. better to help somebody than to help them make potentially six figures, right? Or get into an opportunity where like, for example, this one guy I'm coaching, he was an SDR a year ago. He's going for an internal AE role. And this fiscal year, if he nails OTE, he's going to make over six figures. So for me, that is what is keeps me up at night or what powers me through working a full-time job, you know, helping my wife take care of our one-year-old. And yeah, I've made some sacrifices, but I'm happy to do it. Cause like, I mean, you know, I can pick up playing video games again. And I'm like I said, I'm pretty good. So, you know, takes a little while to get back. Um, yeah. I've been playing Fortnite a little bit more, but or and recently not as much. But, um, you know, it's way more fulfilling to help someone or get these DMs uh, where um, like w- some of my two favorite stories. But there was a guy actually that came to my class one night. He um, I could just tell by his name. He wasn't from the U.S., Mm-hmm. Sat back, camera off, nothing. Uh, sometimes that happens. You know, I, I like people to show their face and talk and be part of the community when I'm doing the cohort trainings. But and then out of the blue, like a couple weeks later, he was like, hey, Scott. Um, and I, th- I believe he was from Ghana. And he was like, oh, hey, wow. Scott, I just wanted to let you know. He's like, I applied for an international role. They had 3000 people apply and they had three open roles. And I was the first one to get hired. And I just wanted to think bless you and i was like this this made my day my week my month my year um somebody can just sit in the background and listen and go execute on their own in in a global environment uh and and win and so that's where i was like you know that i was like once again there's something here right like there's something that works and and the the teachings and the trainings work as long as you do it and you know the rest is history so yeah 
No, that's great. I'm gonna we're gonna actually transition over to Q and A, but I'm gonna go to the comment section first because I always love to shout you guys out. And I want to shout out right here. We have Chef Shah says applying versus competing for a job. Mind blown times two. <laughs> number one, get a pen. <laughs> number number the pen, notepad, three copies of the resume, a copy of the 30 day, 69. Yeah, people are taking notes. And that's what I love. I love people when they use the comment section as their notebook. That's what I'm talking about. And when I mentioned earlier who's looking to break into text, she said, it's me, it's me. So go ahead in the description on YouTube. If you refresh it, you'll be able to see the link for, for uh, and there's also the link for Elite coaching there as well i think that's the sign up for through gum road for the free coaching and yeah i yeah. mean find me on linkedin scott ward you know connect with me dm with me i mean i'm happy to help you know anybody that i can i'm booting up yeah. the core trainings again i'm doing more one-to-one coaching um so you know things are kind of getting back to full throttle and you know my goal is to um you know try to take this to a wider wider audience hence why you yeah. know i'm working with you you were very uh, gracious early on um, you know, to offer me to, to, to come on the channel and, um, you know, we aligned finally with a schedule and stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to, to help people cause it's, it's very rewarding. So. Absolutely. And, 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 and she actually gave it applause to that. She said, thank you. That's her. Thank you for, for all that information there. Uh, then I, Scott's like, my guy is a beast. You got to see him in a coaching session. He goes crazy in cohorts. And then no, so another one, a person that has been, I believe the cohort as well, uh, has said, Scott is one of the realists in the game. Yeah. Now, Luke, Luke, yeah. Luke came to a cohort and he shouted yeah. me out. I appreciate that. Some people don't shout me out. Or I'll see like some people I'll just randomly see them on LinkedIn. I'm like, you got hired like five months ago and, and you didn't shout me out. You were like in like five of my classes or asked a lot of questions. Oh, so which is fine. I get it. People are busy or maybe um, they don't see the value top of mind. Yeah, but that's you know, it's fine. But because I have plenty of people who have shouted me out or sent me a DM that, you know, made my day. So I always appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And then I have another one here from um, and this is going to be where we pivot into the Q&A part. So if you are on LinkedIn and you want to hear the answer to this question, you have to come over to YouTube. This is, this is a question from a LinkedIn user, anonymous, yeah. right? Thanks, guys. Can I change the previous job title on my resume to match the job I'm applying for since they both have the same job duties? And we're going to answer that question on YouTube in a moment. <laughs> all right. But we're going to do it right after this commercial break. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out? This is a great time for you to take it to the next level. Level Careers is a course that I've been talking about for some time. From account executive and even sales engineering, there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you wanna go. Check out the link below. Use my promo code Joseph10 and check out the free courses, whether that's the SOC analyst course, the account executive course, or the sales engineer course. Take your career to the next level. All right, we are back and we are strictly on YouTube now. So we're gonna go back to that question that was asked earlier. Can you, and this is the question, can I change previous job titles on my resume to match the job I'm applying for since they both have the same job duties? You could, um, I believe, and this is not legal advice, but my understanding is that in the United States, 
uh, you can put whatever you want on your resume. You just can't lie about your 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 schooling. So mm. you know you can't say, "Oh, I graduated from X." when you didn't, right? That is yeah. a big no-no. Uh, you, if you got hired, you could get terminated for that. Um, if you, uh, but anything else is fair game, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's a gray area. Um, is the company out of business? It does, is nobody going to check? But what I say, I mean, look, a resume is important for a job having it, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so my grammar sucks, but like, make sure your grammar is mm -hmm. correct. Um, you know, make sure it's a presentable format, right? Um, but typically if you're transitioning or you're trying to break into tech sales, I always tell people just take the resume and crumple it up and throw it in a garbage can. And I'm sure a bunch of, you know, like resume writers on LinkedIn might take offense and it's, it's a good service to have, but that's not my strength Yeah, because going back to competing to win, um, that is where you get the job because that's, what's going to separate you, right? Like, uh, sometimes your resume goes into a candidate tracking system. They're using AI right? M matching the do job descriptions, all that. Maybe there's a hundred people, maybe 500 people applied for that role, right? So short of, oh, I sold $10 million or $5 million. Yeah. How are you going to differentiate yourself, right? So that's applying for the role. Competing for the role is everything that I coach on. Cold calling the sales leader, having a compelling reason to reach out. From my perspective, that's what, or my opinion for what it's worth, um, that's what will separate you. But I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it, it, you, you always want to think about lowering risk and increasing value. Um, that could add risk in because let's say for whatever reason they like you, they find out that that wasn't your job title or description. Generally in the US, for example, uh, California dependent, uh, the only things companies can talk about legally are your, your tenure. So how long you were yeah. there and your job title. So if you're putting a job title that wasn't your job title on your resume, and then they're calling to do a reference check, that might inject some risk. So that that would be kind of up to you to decide. Do I think it's a big deal or very hurtful? Probably not, right? The percentages are probably very low, but that's something to think about. Yeah, that, that was really, really, really well said. And, and guess what? We have somebody on the line here. I'm going to bring him up. Oh, sweet. Um, I have Scott on the line. Your video is not on, but you can definitely talk and ask the question. What's going on, big bro? How you doing? Going, going well. It's going well. I hope that you're doing well. I'm glad yeah. that you're here. Yeah, man. So I just want to give a, a quick, you know, saying testimony. You're not necessarily a Q and A, but so with me, you know, I before I found you, I tapped in with Ren, another well-known course career student, and so Ren was the one that put me, you know, up on Scott. So she told me about basically what he said, you know, about the 30, 60, 90 day everything. So she was talking about some stuff that she did with him. So I reached out to him on LinkedIn. We had a couple conversations in the DMs and he sent me a link for the cohort. That first night, man, I, I tell you, my head was hurting from so much stuff he gave, like the email that he sends you like pre the, the cohort call, like you get so much information in that email. And a lot of people don't even pay attention to it because we was laughing about it on the call because people start asking questions and i had typed in the chat i was like if you look back at your email he's already giving you a link to everything that he's talking about right now and everybody was like what and he started laughing he said bro you're you know you're the only person that's paid attention to the email that all this stuff's in the email so we kind of <laughs> laughed about it but i'm just 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 like what he's saying wow. bro like everybody who's watching this he's not just blowing smoke y'all he's telling you the truth like this man and he's right it's, it was free bro like he gave so much stuff 
that was free and it just you know it just was crazy and you know my struggle i've had with going through the course and he just he gave me so much insight bro like when i was down and out, i was like man i don't know if i can do this bro i might just need to up like he gave me so much encouragement and that was wow. the first time this man ever met me like he didn't know me from adam and gave me so much encouragement bro to keep pushing through so mr ward i appreciate you bro salute to you my, my friend thank you man you look like my brother man just like joseph man so so thank you so anybody watching this please get in his linkedin dm sign up for these cohorts going to these cohorts and listen man even if you don't say nothing just listen like this man gives so much information he yeah. goes so hard for everybody like it's not a game like he really does care y'all like he is really passionate about this and helping people just go in and listen man even if you don't say nothing just going to listen i'm telling you there's no way you're going to go to a, to a scott war cohort and come out and not have something to take action on this man has so much knowledge mm. and he's just willing to share it with us for free so mm. i just want to come in and give a good testimony for my brother i appreciate y'all man happy veterans day salute Salute, salute. Thank you so much Thank Scott, you. for saying that. I'm going to take you off, Scott, uh, so yep. I can bring, uh, sorry, I'm going to take you off. Uh, there's two Scots here. So I'm going to take off uh, you, Scott, so I can bring off uh, Mr. Scott Ward back off. But thank you so much. Thank I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, that made my that made my day, week, month. Yeah. Ooh, that was, that was. That Excuse was, me if, I, if I don't cry or tear up a little bit. But no, I mean, yeah. those kind of things mean a lot. I mean, um, you know, this is why I do, I do this. Um, you know, I, I, there's been times in my career I mean, I've been blessed that, you know, my dad has been a good impact in my career, my mentor, um, you know, my uncle who passed away. Um, mm -hmm. He was big on um, helping people. Um, and he gave me a thing about, you know, put on your kabuki mask or your performance. That's something I always talk about to honor him a little bit. Because, um, you know, to get the role, it you don't necessarily have to do be able to do the job, right? Fake it till you make it. Um, yeah. but you have to do the performance, put the mask on do the performance. And, and, and that was very touching because yeah, I, I, I appreciate when people appreciate, uh, and, and I, and I remember, and you know, Scott and I are still in contact a little bit in DMS, but I remember that. Yeah. Cause sometimes people show up to the class and then they're like, well, you know, do you have a template for this? And I'm like, yeah, it's in the cohort. It's in the email. Like I have a job hunting kit. It's free. You can go grab um, it. Um, so I do, I really appreciate when people are appreciative, um, because that's really why I started doing this was to make an impact in people's lives. And I also understand that, you know, everybody has different backgrounds and for some people it's harder and, you know, I just want to give a hand up and I feel like, um, you know, if I'm being uh, genuine about my ability to give back and help people, I can't take money from you. And, mm. and for me, the, the reward is the, potential life-changing money that you're making. And if you're, you know, and I'm, I, I don't want to say that because I, I mean, my first job, I worked in a drive-through a Burger King, right. Taking yeah. you know, doing on the, on the, on your, like on the headphones, you know, Taking orders. yeah. So, you know, if you work at Burger King, I mean, and there's, and there's, you know, there's I don't, what not honor, but yeah, honor in, in hard work, right. Regardless of what you do. Um, but you know, if you, if you drive Uber or you uh, work at, uh, you know, Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever it is, I don't want your money, right? Like you keep mm -hmm. that you use that, go buy somebody else's course, right. That might help you. Um, cause there's a lot of these, you know, sales influencers and content creators and they're all great. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of them I promote, but my thing is like, I don't want your money. Your money's not good here. Um, if I'm going to, if you're, if you're a tenured salesperson and you're going to go make six figures, you're going to get a 30 K bump. Yeah. I might want a little taste of that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but if you're breaking in and and you're struggling or you come from a different like a, a, a diverse background or something your money's not good here i don't want it i i i've been successful enough in my own career and and i want to help you and i want to help your family and and i know that downstream uh you know breaking into tech it's not easy to stay in but if you can stay in and you can find a good manager you can find a good company you can find a good product like yourself joseph really impressed with your growth you know to not only have your channel and and you know be promoted and being you know hit 150 percent of quota being able to work from home remote like that's going to really impact somebody's life in a meaningful way and sometimes mm -hmm. i tell people you know sorry for getting you in because it's stressful and you know it can, it's not always easy you don't always there's a lot of what I call gold spray painted turds out there that are companies. Mm. It looks inside, or the outside you get inside and you're like, I remember one time I worked at a company. Uh, it was my first enterprise sales role. I kind of faked it till you make it. I had a guy pull me in, but we had no marketing or right? I had a million dollar quota. And I was like, so what do I get? What? They're like, there's like, they're like, we didn't have a marketing person at that time. They hired a marketing person, but then they didn't give her a budget for anything. So we had no marketing team. And then I was like, well, what's our tech stack? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, well, you know, like <laughs> earlier back in the day, like Jigsaw or data.com, uh, I was like, well, you know, spoke. I was like, do we get like a data platform? And they're like, no, that's what you're for here for. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, I have a million dollar quota bag. And like, I have no marketing. I have no leads and I have no sales stack. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. So, um, mm. so my goal is, is to help people. Like my, I worked at one of the first sales engagement platforms called genius.com. They got yeah. acquired by Calidus cloud. And I believe SAP, um, David Thompson was our CEO. He came from a CMO of WebEx. And, um, at the time I didn't know it. I worked there for three years. I wish I had absorbed more. Uh, I was, you know, young and dumb, I, you know, making good money. I didn't know anything about email marketing or all these things. And I kind of learned about Salesforce and CS, CSV lists and all these different things. But that was kind of my foundational uh, to getting in. That's why I like to coach people on using a, a platforms like Apollo uh, yeah. certifications for like outreach or Zoom info or, you know, Lush, Lucia, Lusha. There's all these different tools out there. Salesforce, mm -hmm. talk about Trailhead. Um, you know, I believe in being a leader. Uh, I was coaching people through act through action activity. So I was telling people, Hey, go to, go to trailhead and get some badges. Cause a lot of people I noticed were getting disqualified by not having Salesforce experience. Um, and so I was like, I started taking the courses and I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. And you know, it happens to everybody. Do you use Salesforce? Oh, can you prove it? Do you know how? To? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm a mountaineer level three and I have 97 badges and 18,000 points. So like, do you think I know how to use Salesforce? What about you? What's your certifications, right? <laughs> right back at you, right? Yeah, and that's free. And then, and then the thing is that might come off a little cocky or uh, overconfident. But for somebody who's entry level, because uh, like one time I saw a guy, a role he was going for, they wanted two years of using Salesforce in a live environment, and that's what I call like a gatekeeper or something where they're trying to keep out entry level people, right? Yeah. So if you show up and you're like, well, you know, I've been studying on Trailhead and I have 18,000 or whatever it is, you know, 12,000, 000, you know, 10,000, 5,000 points and I'm level two or whatever, at least that gives you a fair shot. Uh, and then you can't be disqualified or gate kept from not having that qualification. So that's why mm, I'm gems. Trailhead. People. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd get all over that. And it's free. I mean, it's, it's amazing. That, and obviously Salesforce wants you to use Salesforce, but almost every company I've worked at, not every single one, but most startups use Salesforce. So yeah. it's kind of like an entry level requirement. 
that you at least know how to use it. And what better resource? You can go and take classes and get all kinds of different um, certifications and, and, on, and badges and stuff. And so I love teaching people stuff that too, because it's a skill set that you can take with you from job to job. Um, once you get that experience, it can't be taken away. And it's something that will either help you qualify or not get disqualified for a role. That is no, that's really well said. That's really well said. In fact, y'all look up Trailhead. Uh, definitely check that out. Check out Scott's course. The link is in the description below. I got a couple of questions in here. I don't, I know you don't see them, Scott. So I'm going to go try to get them to you as, as quickly as possible. But I have one right here that says, How often and when should you send a Vidyard videos to recruiters? This is a great question. Um, I love Vidyard. I've recorded a lot of my videos. I'm, I don't do as much video prospecting as I should. I want to get more into that. But once again, using a Vidyard video, like when I was doing my cohort trainings, I think I had over, you know, 250 people come, uh, hit me on DMs. I only had one person ever send me a potion video and it was, he was outside walking and he was talking tank top on, but I remember the guy and he came to my court because he was the only person, right? Once again, the bar being very low. So you could use a Vidyard when you reach out to a recruiter first, that would be a great first impression. You could use a Vidyard after your first, um, your first interview with a recruiter, you could preempt your next call. Let's say they say, oh, we're a great candidate. We like your energy. You're, we think you'd be a good fit. We're going to have you talk to the sales manager. Before you ever meet that sales manager, you could send them a LinkedIn connection request and make a special video. Um, there's a Sam's sales or something. She's a woman that does consulting and, and she's one of these content creators, but she has a, an article about um, show me, you know me. So that would be a good example where you could go to their LinkedIn profile and say, oh, hey, I noticed, uh, you know, I'm really excited about working here, but I noticed you worked at Salesforce before, and I'm sure you have some great, uh, you know, management knowledge and techniques. I'm really excited to look forward to my conversation with you. So what do you think that does to that hiring manager when nobody else has reached out via that medium? It's going to set the tone, just like any of these other things with the 30, 60, 90 day plan, or creating a cold call script or email marketing template. It sets you apart. It shows you're doing the work. I mean, you could do it before, during, and after. Um, so it might be a little overkill, but you know, it's a tool that you can use, and you could use it once, or you could use it multiple times. And if you used it multiple times, it probably makes you look better. Just using it once makes you look better. Using it two or three times strategically through your interview process will make you look even better. Ooh, I like that. I like that answer. That was really good. And hopefully, Chef, uh, you enjoy that as well. And she's, oh, she has a lot of questions. She said, what is the best way to mention, quote, I was referred by X, quote, end quote, within the cover letter? What's the best way yeah. to mention that? Well, once again, I mean, I, cover letters, uh, resume is not my strength. I think what would be better, and depending on the referral, is is having that person refer you to the recruiter or to the sales leader um, and definitely bringing that up or with your Vidyard, right? Hey, X recommended me or said this is a great company to work at. Uh, I've seen them blossom and grow in their career. Uh, really excited about this opportunity. It depends on like how well you know the person and how much they're willing to vouch for you. Is it just like a, hey, uh, you know, I'm trying to get this person in the company to get a referral fee or like, hey, I worked with this guy at my last company uh, or person and they're solid and like, yeah, I'll put my job on the line. Uh, to get them hired here, right? So there's kind of a gray area. I don't know that part of it, but it never hurts to have a referral or a reference into a company and probably bringing that up in the interview cycle or 
when you're reaching out to somebody on LinkedIn, because if you like, if I do a cold outreach to a hiring manager and I'm like, Hey, you should hire me. Cause I've done $10 million in a previous role. That's great. But if I'm like, Hey, I know Bob Johnson and they're referring me in and I did $10 million that like, that's going to help a lot to at least get their interest because, you know, people are busy. They don't know me from, you know, Jack. And then it's like, Oh, you know, I know Bob Johnson. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good employee must have some credibility here. Right. So it gets you a little bit more visibility as you reach out. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, when you, when it's an internal referral, oftentimes they're compensated if you get through. So there's incentives for, for employees to refer great candidates. So if you happen to have that, you know, person that says, yeah, I would refer you. Yeah. You're the person I would talk to, uh, and, or even vouch for to get this job then oftentimes they could just get your email, maybe your telephone number and a few pieces of information and they'll be able to send you a referral link. And then yeah. now everybody in the referral, the interview process knows that you've been referred by X person. So that's yeah. another thing too uh, that you can look into. And then we got a couple more questions from her. I wanna make no, sure the chef, chef is in here. Should I, should I leave off my current location if I'm applying for a remote position? I don't think it matters. I don't know what the requirements are. Um... Sometimes companies I've, I've been coaching are like, because people are working remote, they might try to maybe pay you a little bit less on the base pay or something based on your, uh, you know, your place of residence. But I mean, that shouldn't be a hurdle overall. Like, I don't think that that's going to make a, a huge impact either way. Um, I mean, I, I live in San Francisco, you know, great if I work remote. I mean, that's kind of the benefit of working remote is it doesn't really matter, you know, where, where you are. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't think that's a huge deal either way. So, yes, if, if should I leave off? If you left it off, I don't think it would matter. Yeah, I don't think so as well. Uh, I do have another one as well here from her. She says, I'm changing careers. I, I am, uh, should I look for a startup or for a big company? I, I personally say big, bigger company or mid-tier company, just so you have that experience. I think so. Yeah. I mean, a startup can be a good way too. It was kind of funny, actually, one of my first kind of students um, that I connected with, and it was funny, it was a woman, uh, Ashley, I, and I was reaching out to people at that time. Um, and I didn't even help her get the job. She was a teacher transitioning into tech. And she was all, you know, she was very self-motivated because, and I was a little jealous. She had three offers from three different companies and she oh, wow. but her problem and why she came to me was like, what, who do I, which one do I take? I don't know. Right. Cause they were all about same pay, same OTE. And, and so we had a conversation about like, let's look at the companies, right? Like there was definitely like two early stage startups, one very small, one kind of like midsize, and then a much larger, I believe publicly traded company with some good visibility. And my goal as a coach, because I don't want the uh, the blowback from, from telling people what to do, because I also feel like, there's a certain ownership that you need to have. But what I do give people is I coach them on, this is what it's probably going to be like, right? If you work at a company, you need to make the decision. But in my experience, like for example, a smarter, a smaller startup tech startup, you might have more leeway. Uh, you may not get as much training or support. You might be the first or second SDR. You may or may not hit quota. They may or may not have a quota. So you might be able to skate and build for six to eight months. You go to a lot, but but you may not have any training and support. Maybe nobody's ever heard of this company. Maybe there's no reviews on G2 Crowd or Gartner or anything. You go to a bigger company, they're probably going to have a process. They're probably going to have some training. 
they're probably going to have some notoriety or some naming that in that industry means something. And so uh, to her, having financial stability and growth was important based on her situation. And, you know, the decision that she made was to go with the larger company. And last time I checked, she had been promoted to a second level and was uh, growing and being kind of similar to yourself, Joseph. So it's always it's always rewarding to me when I give people the information that helps them make a more um, I'm totally blanking on the word uh, informed decision. And then because I've been there, too, I mean, um, and sometimes my mentors are busy as well, so you don't get as much love or attention um, but even just being able to sound check or soundboard or bounce an idea, you know, sometimes when you talk or say something out loud to somebody, it just helps you come to your own conclusions. But I really like to give people more information so they can make an informed decision. Cause like her thing was like, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And I was like, I was, there's a brewery. <laughs> street and i was grabbing a beer and i was like hey you know what let's jump on a call and because she was like the offers expire in a couple you know a couple days and i don't know what to do i have nobody to talk to i you know so i was like okay let's jump on a call let's talk about the different offers and the companies and look at the companies and look at the reviews and look at the companies on linkedin and i think she ultimately probably made you know the best decision that she could have and um i don't know if she would have been able to make that if if i hadn't provided that information so once again it was just really rewarding to help her you know coach her on that wow 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 that 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 it, 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 you're right when you're able to really kind of help somebody and even for me if it's a situation where like somebody reached out to me for advice and you give them advice and then months or you know weeks down the line they actually land a job it, it makes you feel like wow like I really had a significant part in not only the impact I'm going to have on this individual, but that's going to be a ripple effect on their family and yep. who knows where that leads. So that's, that's a really good point. Oh, <laughs> Scott said, Scott said, don't worry. You'll see me in the cohort again now that you have started them back up. So Scott yeah, is ready to have him. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, I almost got stood up because I kind of, I was lazy and I restarted it and I didn't send out the invite and uh, I had a few people actually accept and then nobody showed up. And then there was a guy I was coaching who just got through his um, he was literally in the middle of a cycle um, and coming up on a big cold call role play for basically to get the job. And so he showed up and we had a one on one, which was great. Um, and but yeah, I'll be booting him up. So, yeah, Scott, you're we're already in DMs, but, you know, drop me your email. I'll add you. Um but yeah, it's to me because it's kind of like planting. I mean, in tech sales, when you're prospecting, a lot of times you're planting a seed, right? And that mm. goes the time the prospect may not be ready to engage, the timing's not right, it's not top of mind, and then you know you send them another email or you cold call them and you get them on the phone, and then it turns into a meeting, and that meeting turns into a qualified opportunity, and then that qualified opportunity closes and becomes you know the biggest deal in company history. Whatever, it's very similar the way I coach people. And I didn't know what to expect when I started doing it, but you plant a seed, you help somebody, you help them, you give them a couple tools, you give them a little extra confidence or a little extra support. And then, it, you know, it's amazing. You get a DM one day and they're like, or you get shouted out on LinkedIn and they're like, hey, you know, course careers helped me and Scott Ward helped me. And you're like, you're like, all right, you know, maybe I, I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted because the baby was up. But like that just made my day and my energy level is through the roof now because I know that investing that time in people is meaningful and it helps people. Yeah. And Scott, I want to give you your flowers now. I wanted to say thank you for the people that I've sent your way because I sent you quite a few people your way uh, that you either reached out to um, and and were able to help. Even if they aren't necessarily in tech right now, 
I just want to say thank you for offering your services to the community. Uh, someone actually pointed out here and said, wow, I wonder how she did that in regards to the teacher that got those three offers. <laughs> I would like to know too. Yeah. Well, I think once again, like you have to be self-motivated to want to yeah. work in tech sales. And so the, the cream separates at the top, right? Like if you're self-motivated, you should ultimately, I mean, looks, it's not easy to break in. Um, especially if you're alone mm -hmm. or, you know, like I like a lot of the boot camps and, but it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the full solution. Yeah. The biggest solution, um, and I'll probably get this quote wrong. Uh, it was a, I think, I believe it was a president back in the day, but persistence, I mean, persistence, the ability to just keep hacking away when, I mean, that's 95 or, you know, 75% of my career. I had no idea what I was doing most of the time. Yeah. I didn't have a mentor. You know, there weren't all these great content creators that worked at outreach and sharing prospecting playbooks. I mean, this is a relatively new development in tech sales. You know, yeah. in the first five, six years of my career, we didn't have this kind of stuff. And that's why I always promote these other, uh, you know, some people might be better at certain things than myself. And I think I'm pretty good at tech sales, but I don't know everything, you know, so yeah. I'm happy to share other people. And, um, you know, she was obviously very methodical and, and well thought out. I mean, I don't think I've ever gotten three offers at the same time and had that problem. Right. Um, so, you know, but, uh, you know, she, she, she worked hard. I'll tell you that much. I know that for a fact. Um, and was able to put, you know, her experience as a teacher, there's a lot of preparation, right. That goes into, you know, plan, you know, teaching plans and stuff. So she obviously, and was very motivated as well. Um, yeah. and so that's where, you know, I think she was able to do that. Yeah. I think that, uh, like you said, their consistency is key. One thing that my manager said to me once I got, it's funny about the prospect you're just talking about when it came to timing. I literally, those are two bookings I had this, this week. And one of them got qualified yesterday where timing was terrible. The last time they looked at us this yep. time around, they're like, uh, yeah, let's talk. And so that timing is so important, but to go to that point that you were saying or alluding to earlier, where it was basically, I'm so used to looking at two different cameras. <laughs> Look at this one. Uh, but yeah, basically the, the the point that I was gonna say is that consistency was the first thing my manager said. It's, it, it's great if you hit quota this month and you don't hit quota the next month, that's not that's not really good. But if you can be consistent, if you can be consistent, that's the most important thing. So if you can consistently hit quota, great. Consistency. Oh, I, I wanna let me rephrase that. She was saying it's great if you exceed quota one time, but if you like go down to next and you're just up and down, then that's not really, that's not somebody that we can really trust in essence is what she was saying. But if you yeah, are I mean, a person that's consistent. Being an SDR is difficult. It's a difficult job. Um, and just like planting seeds, I mean, in this market, you can't control a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one reason I hate breakup emails and they do work sometimes, but you're burning a bridge or a, re a relationship because as people say, you can't break up with somebody where you didn't have a relationship. Right. And when you're doing mm. outreach to people, um, yeah, you never know, just maybe, you know, the timing is not right or they're not thinking yeah. about it. They don't have the budget or whatever it is. But if you send a breakup email that leaves a bad taste in somebody's mouth, you know, Microsoft did a study that most sales reps quit following up on leads on like the fourth or fifth attempt. Right. And, and outreach, created the Gogi sequencer outreach where there's like 16 touches, right? And then that first touch is a multi-touch outreach, you know, similar email, cold call, social. So, you know, if you just stay consistent, especially if you're doing like enterprise or named accounts, or it's like a yeah. really account that you want to break into. Yeah. You have to be consistently engaging people at that company and what you can yeah. control 
as an SDR, you can't control always the result, but the you, efforts. Can, you can control the efforts and the inputs. So yeah. every day, like there's a guy, Anthony Niatelli worked at outreach and, you know, was one of these content creators, but, and, and this is like a standard process for, you know, I think most tenured people, but what you can control is find some new companies every day uh, from your TAM or your ICP, add them into a sequence, find your ideal customer profile, you know, whether it's like CTO, engineer, VP of sales, whatever. You can add those people into your sequence. And then let's say you need to make 50 calls a day and you're not hitting quota. Do three cold call blocks every day, right? And and consistently uh, make 50 calls, you know, 10 a.m. To, 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 to 11. And then make 50 calls, you know, from noon to one and then from three to four. Uh, there was one guy I was coaching, um, who washed out, but like, I was talking to him and he's like, well, I get all my dials done by like four hours. And then I, and then I just kind of do whatever. And I'm mm. like, no, you're not, but you're not setting up meetings or you're not hitting quota. Um, you need to have a cold call block number two and or cold call block number three. I mean, there's been times where I've made a hundred dials and not set up any meetings. There's been yeah. times where I'm like, oh man, I have so many internal meetings today. I don't feel like prospecting. One time I, I was like, I had 15 minutes before a meeting. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit outreach. I'm going to do some cold calls, set up a massive meeting with a company, you know, billion dollar company on cold call number seven, when previous cold call block, 50 dials, nothing. nothing. Right. So Not that's, that's why you just have to be consistency, find new companies, yeah. find new prospects, add them to a sequence, hit them with a cold call, hit them with an email, hit them with social, do more than, than is asked, right? Um, Cause you're ultimately responsible for your activity. And if yeah. you do that, generally, yeah, that consistency day after day, it may not uh, add up, but eventually like you're planting those seeds, it will add up and it will become meaningful and success. You'll become successful. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I, and that's definitely what she meant is really just kind of owning, owning what you do and be consistent with the input that you make, the efforts that you make, the actions that you take, because that's gonna what really drives your success. Now, Scott, I know you got a little one. I know you have a lot of going on, and you're, y'all. He's calling in from he's calling in from Cali. So when when we started this, it was what eleven hour time, but it was it was eight o'clock his time. Seven forty five. It's fine. Yeah. So so you know, um, I want to be considerate of his time. If there's no more questions, what I'm going to encourage everybody to do is to go ahead and sign up for his, uh, sign up for his, the, I don't want to say it's a, it's a cohort, sign up for his cohort. Yeah. The, in the link, there's information regarding to a lot of what you said, including the 30, 60, 90 day plan, I think you said, all the uh, pieces of information. Of course, we could access it to him now, but I really don't want you to just get everything here. You got to take the next step, take action. And actually sign up to be a part of his cohort, sign up to be a part of what he's doing there so that you could really kind of wean from it, get the information, and now take action. Um, and also his LinkedIn is in the description as well. So go ahead and check that out. But Scott, I want to say thank you again so much for joining me this morning early on the specific side, but uh, I'm so glad that you... Oh. It was a, it was an honor and pleasure. I mean, I was, I was shocked in a good way when I looked at your schedule. Cause you hit me up and you're like, Hey, schedule on the link on the Calendly. Yes. And I was like, Oh, there's some times in like November, December. And I was like, okay. Cause I kept telling you, oh, I need to get a haircut and all this stuff. And then, and then I looked and it was booked till like January. And I was like, Whoa, that's really cool that yeah. you're so booked out and this spot came up. So the timing just was great. And I was happy to get up early. 
um, and and do this because I'm I'm guessing that you know we'll be able to make an impact on it. Even the way I looked at this when I started doing this, even if I just help one person, right? And you know there there's a whole thing about posting on LinkedIn, you know, people like being insecure about you know your coworkers or you know former right. colleagues. There's many companies I've worked at where I did not produce or didn't do as good as I could have. And there's probably some colleagues that think like, oh, who's this guy? I think he is doing this. Well, you know what? Uh, a roll or two ago, I closed $10 million. So, you know, and I have the commission sheets too, if you want to see them. So I don't have any uh, confidence issues there anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have to. So you make it. But if I only help one person a day, a week, a month, a year, that was the goal. Now it's 50. I set a pretty ambitious goal. I want to help over a thousand people. Uh, we, I don't know how that's going to go, but that's why, you know, partnering with people like yourself, Joseph, to yeah. get the message out there. And I really appreciate um, you having me and thinking of me and being persistent, just like you are, I'm sure, as an SDR. Um, and, you know, I look forward to watching your growth and our growth and, and just the community that we're, that we're building here. That's what's amazing to me when yeah. I plugged into the LinkedIn community is that, like, believe it or not, you can find a lot of people that will root for you and support you. And, you know, having Scott call in and give him, you know, his little piece. I mean, there's there's an amazing community out there on LinkedIn and YouTube and all these people like Trent and, um, you know, and and yeah. uh, and Troy. Chris Bussing, I love what he does Chris, as well. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of these people out there. And and I felt a lot of weight on my shoulders when I first started this because I was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to save the world on my own. But then what I realized is like there's a lot of people out there doing that, this. Yeah. And it was really inspiring to know I'm not alone, but like I can now make my impact uh and help people in my own way. And I found my way to do that. And we're here yeah. and it's just getting started, just like your career and me helping people. We're just getting started and, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to help people. So uh, my hat's off to you for what you're doing and, and you're consistent you. building your channel um, and brand and stuff. It's amazing to see. So keep it up. Awesome. I, as you're talking, some comments are coming, questions are coming in and uh, not really a long question. So I can respond to this one has been looking for, I've been looking for seven months, pretty discouraging. How yeah. do I sign up? And I just said it and I'll say it again. It's in the yeah. description. If you do not find it in the description for whatever reason, just refresh the page because I, I, I did put it in after the after the broadcast was going forth. Yeah. So go ahead and refresh the page. It should be there. And if it's not still there, reach out to me and I'll send that information. And Lisa, directly. I would just say, you know, keep keep the hope, you know, get ready to work hard. But like yeah. I'm here to help people. This is why I do this. And, you know, a lot of people I worked with who are coming from different boot camps, they had been trying for, you know, five, six, nine months. And then we work together, we get you some good companies and in, into a good cycles. And, you know, what I always tell people is if you do what I'm coaching you on, and you get that first interview with a recruiter, and you drive an elite level sales cycle to close, the stats are generally, if you get into maybe three different really good sales cycles where you can get past first, second, third interview into the process to close, you will get hired right now. It's a little bit harder now because of the economy and everything, but it's still possible to win because a lot of people just don't want to do the work. If you're willing to do mm. self-motivated, then I have great confidence in us as a team being able to get you over that line and get you into a, into a new tech tech sales role. Fantastic. Oh, utterly Fantastic. Oh, and Lug actually commented too. He said, y'all two are the best. Y'all really are a gift to us all in this space. Thank you so much, brother, for saying that. I appreciate you, man. I, I, and I think about him. I and mean, I'm serious when I say this. I'm not, I'm not trying to say just because he said this. 
But I remember for a long time, he was looking for a job. And when September hit and he got that job, man, I was like, look, look at how things just tra- turned out for him, you know, and it just shows that it got to be consistent. And and I'm pretty sure the work that you did with him was a, had a lot of reasons to do with the success that he had getting the job yeah. uh, when the fall hit. And, so, it, it's, uh, it and he was cool. actually one of my more recent things kind of slowed down. And I remember when he shouted me out that made my day. Mm-hmm. My, my month, but that's why I do this because I know what it's like. There's been times where like early, earlier in my career, before I met my wife where like, you know, bank money's running out, you know, unemployment's running out, you know, economy's Mm. terrible. I'm going from interview to interview, you know, no, 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 you know, talking to recruiters, doing Mm. on presentations, doing web demos. Yeah. Oh, we like you next, you know, no, thank you. You know, getting the rejection email. And so I'm more than happy to just like, you know, reach down and pull people up as much as I can. Um, because it's no sweat off my back. Like I said, it's, it's easy for me to give you the tools. You just have to use it. And, and to me, that is like, I, and I've posted a few times, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're successful and I'm helping you get a big pay bump, yeah, now I want to maybe a little bit of that. But if, if you're struggling and and this is going to be life-changing for you, your money's not good here. And you couldn't pay me a million dollars to walk away from this. Like the feeling that I get is so rewarding that like I, as, as long as I can, and it's, you know, manageable within my schedule and, you know, uh, raising my son and, and having my own career, I will do this till the day I die because it is, it is, it is the most rewarding thing. And it was something that I found and built on my own and nobody can take that away from me. And that is what drives me to know just people like, I think, I don't know if it was Lisa, um, that, you know, there's one more person yeah. that I reach down and pull across the line and then it, the rest is up to you. And and the other thing that's very gratifying is to see people who stay in like yourself and grow. And then now, you know, once, like I say, in tech sales, you never have job security, but you have career security. If you if you yeah. can prospect, especially in the SDR or like sales role, you're all in and, and earlier on in my career. I was always good at selling myself, not necessarily products. Now I think I'm pretty good at both. But, um, you know, I can help people sell their their selves. I always like to turn negatives into positives. So I've probably interviewed over 100, 150 times. I don't even know in my tech career. And so that would be as a negative. Right. And it was a grind. But now I can impart that knowledge to people and make your job search way easier and way faster. And Mm. and that's, that's to me what is is, you know, turning the lemons into lemonade. Right. It's giving people that gift to be able to have that paradigm shift and sometimes yeah also it's a mental thing like hey this sucks like this is brutal right like i didn't know that well you know i graduated this boot camp and like i thought i was going to make this money and it's like yeah it's not that easy you got to put the work in and you got to want to you want to compete and you got to want to win because getting the as as you may know getting the job is the easy part (laughs) once once you get the job keeping the job uh like there was a student that i helped got get in and he was posting on LinkedIn. He was like, I did not realize how hard or like using a sales engagement platform. Like this is a steep learning curve. Right. And so it's like, it's like one of those things, like not only do you have to learn a whole new tech stack, but you got to make cold calls or right? you got to call strangers and get hung up on and cursed at or call, you know, call 98 people and nothing comes out of that. Yeah. And it's that one that's like, oh yeah, you caught me at a good time. Well, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Let's schedule a time. And you're like, Oh my God. Like that's, you know, it's the, it's, and, and just like coaching people. I mean, not everybody I help gets in, 
uh, you know, cause especially when I was doing the cohorts, you know, there was a time and it was amazing. I was doing like 20, 30, 40 people a night. And, you know, the statistics are probably like 10, 15, 20 people of those groups were going to get in or get hired and it's getting incrementally hard, harder, but you know, then a lot of people self-identified and, and we would do one-on-ones or they would start implementing. I remember one guy, he was struggling and he's, he's a little bit, I think known influencer now, but uh, he was on the co- cohort call and I'd been talking about reaching out on LinkedIn as a, uh, as a, as a, as a way to open up conversations. And he was like, I'm doing it right now. And then the very next day he's like, I got three interviews or I got two interviews Ooh. reaching out on LinkedIn to hiring managers from that night. And then once again, that was where like the light bulb went off. And I was like, you know, this stuff works if you do it. Um, yeah. That's another great success story. So, man, man, if you want to show your support for Scott, go ahead. Follow him on LinkedIn. <laughs> Actually connect with him. And tell if you need if you need help, let him know, please. Yeah, let me and, know. <laughs> I always tell people, hit me yeah. up on LinkedIn, connect with me. I mean, there's people that attend my cohorts, and I'm like, people yeah. are like, you don't remember me? And I'm like, well, no, because we're not connected on LinkedIn. And I don't, I don't mm. you know, there's if there's 20 people on a call and not everybody's sharing their screen and no and you're not you know participating yeah. and and i feel bad because like i would love to give everybody personal attention but if you're not proactive and you don't reach out and i even say that like scott was saying i say that in the in the in the meeting invite like yeah, you do and <laughs> connect with me and start dming with me so i can help you <laughs> yeah so definitely do those things because we definitely want to see you all if you can make that transition from wherever you are to get to where you want to go and scott said the goats and so i appreciate it i don't consider myself a goat but yeah. thank you so much for yeah, all the support thank you uh, i'll take it so yeah but yeah i want to just say one more time thank you so much scott and everybody if you do like this and this found value go ahead like comment subscribe you know those good things but i really want you to share this because i want people to actually hear this message like yourself be impacted and then go ahead and make the next decision to go ahead and Join that cohort with, with Scott so that way he can really be impactful to the next generation of people trying to make this wave in. And so thank you so much, everybody. And like I always say, until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, yeah. family. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Have a great one.